college sets you up for success and does the actual research you find in your one hour of Googling. Oh, yeah, well, everything I learned in college cost me huge amounts of money and never had a thing to do with the jobs I got. It's a scam. Oh, yeah? Well, if you think college isn't worth it, then on, friend, Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Shit. That's t okay. There you go. <laughs> I had the wrong tab up. It's suddenly a news break on TMS. Great. Great. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unfriend Me with Justin Robert Young and myself, Scott Johnson. And we're really here, despite that little glitch at the beginning. We're here. We're doing right. it. We're making it happen. Justin, how are you since we last spoke? But something horrible happened between last time we spoke and not. And I would just tell people, if they want to hear what we think or, or what you think, more importantly out there who called in about gun control and those issues, we have a whole episode about that which you can go back and listen to and, uh, you know, kind of see our stance on it. Probably not going to talk about it today, but, you know, worth No, no, worth no. Mentioning. However, I, I, I do think that it's a reason why we're definitely going to do some some bonus stuff uh, uh, when when the Patreon kicks off. At some point, listen, we have primed this pump on this Patreon oh, so yeah. much so that it is going to explode as soon as we put it up. It's going to be great. We'll In fact, uh, I can tell you this. There's a whole page like constructed. Uh, now it's just down to us getting video done of some sort, which we could probably do by this weekend probably yeah. do like after like the show we could probably bang it out that's true it couldn't it doesn't have to be anything fancy but yeah we're gonna make it happen we're gonna we're gonna build in some cool like bonus content stuff that uh we really would like to do part of that is you know dissecting more of these great emails and feedback bits we get so that we don't do so much of it on the show but we do it in other ways but still today we're gonna do that so justin what do we got to lead us off well, look, we talked about germaphobes last week, and we got a bunch of emails about it. We begin with this. Fabian from Nova Scotia. As a farm kid, I grew up playing in the dirt and drinking raw milk. I was one of those kids that all through school had really good attendance because I hardly ever got sick. However, I always wash my hands, soap, not sanitizer. When I come in from the outside, first thing after taking my farm clothes off, I don't do this because I'm a germaphobe. I do what we call out here in the country, common sense. <laughs> One fact that you uh, didn't touch on is the possibility of uh, antimicrobial resistance from the overuse of hand sanitizer. So maybe some common sense understanding to disease transfer and a lack of paranoia is the way to go. I apologize for using that accent for common sense, but you put it in quotes the first time. So I had to do it. Yeah, time. I think it's fine. And also uh, have to say I totally agree with farmer guy, except for the fact where he calls his clothes his farmer clothes. Uh, Andrew wrote in says, I totally agree with Scott's point that we have a different cultural view toward those who elect not to shake hands or wear face masks. I have an autoimmune disorder and I have to take a medication to suppress my immune system. Uh, I've had to learn to cut down on physical contact, no handshakes, no hugs, etc. Oh, it makes me sad. Uh, with people other than my immediate family or wife, I have to wear a face mask if I'm going to go out into an area with sick people. That could be hospitals, doctors, offices, etc., or just if I'm going to a crowded place where I don't know what I might encounter. I am constantly being looked at uh, like a leper when I do this in public. Regardless, these behaviors, yet, uh, yes, constant hand sanitizer use as well, are necessary for me, though, be uh, though because I don't have the capacity to fight infection like most people can or do. Um, yeah, there are, there are gonna, definitely going to be uh, specific uh, people like Andrew who <laughs> they're going to have a whole different perspective on this. 
uh, where they are always feeling like the freaking public. And that's partly because our culture makes them look that way, I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel wrote in just a note on Scott saying that he loves hot tubs and the more chlorine he smells, the better. As it turns out, chlorinated water doesn't smell. It's the reaction with urine that makes the smell. So if he has a stronger smell, there's more urine in the hot tub. This is not the first of the messages we got about this. In fact, thanks a lot, everybody. From Tuesday to Tuesday, nonstop barrage of Scott. You know why chlorine (laughs) smells like that. I knew this, though. I want to make this clear. I knew this going in. In fact, I just loves pee. I love it. (laughs) And he knows that he's, he's, he's mingling with it when he smells it. What I know is is that yes that's true the more pee in the pool the more strong the 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 chlorine odor is however what that tells me is the chlorine is doing its job or it would just smell like pee so it doesn't actually bother me it's neutralized pee that i'm smelling and that's great that's better than just straight up pee water so i knew this already i wish i would have clarified it last week and said i know this save your emails because i did actually know this but my gosh, if there could have been a more uh, email-inducing freaking fishing rod that I had in the <laughs> pond that is our listenership, I wouldn't have known what it was. My gosh. For whatever reason, the running meme on this show is your relationship to urine. <laughs> Why, though? I couldn't I couldn't pee on my foot more than once because I thought it was hor- horrific. I don't pee in the shower. Like, I'm on the side of let's not have too much pee in our lives, yet, yet pee is now associated with me. Me and pee. You and P, P and you. No matter how we roll the dice, it seems to be. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Unfriendmeshow at gmail.com is where you send your emails. And I do believe, based on the emails we got before this show, that we are going to get quite a few after this one because we are indeed talking about whether or not college is worth it. Ooh, higher education, you say. Uh, taking yourselves from from a remedial public education to something better, greater, perhaps setting you up for for a life of of uh, uh, of money making potential and and re- early retirement. Is that what you're talking about here? Uh, the perfectly s- simple, easy to use system that that helps us succeed and land on our own two feet. Well, certainly, Scott. This is the uh, American dream, uh, as as it were. Is that uh, we can make something more of ourselves, and college has certainly become a part of our understanding of that. Of course, if you're not aware, college is a two- to four-year institution that confers degrees on their attendance for a price of tuition. But let's go ahead and dive right into the heart of the issue. There is currently, this is 2018 statistics from studentloanhero.com, <laughs> $1. eight trillion trillion in total U.S. student debt. Four point or forty four point two million Americans have student loan debt. Student loan delinquent uh, a student loan delinquency rate uh, of eleven point two percent. That is ninety plus days uh, that you are either delinquent or in default. So again, that is a full over ten percent that are in delinquent on those loan payments. Mm-hmm. Average monthly student loan payment is three hundred and fifty one dollars. The median monthly student loan payment is $203. Okay. That's crazy. Now, you you How much did you come out of school uh, with, with in debt? Uh before I you? before I bailed, I did get I didn't really accrue much debt. I did a lot of sort of um 
worked at the same time out of pocket kind of school going. Okay. So, so well, let's, 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 go ahead. Sorry. So I, I don't want to interrupt you, but let, let's start here because people will immediately jump on us for our bona fides in this. Uh, uh, what was your experience and level of, of college? Okay. So when I was uh, leaving high school, my parents were, uh, what's the phrase? Dirt poor. Yeah, okay. They didn't have a, I shouldn't say dirt poor, but we didn't have a bunch of extra money and they were not able to put me through college, uh, which I thought was kind of a bummer because later my sister, Wendy, uh, who happened to just be born at the right time, I guess six years makes a lot of difference. They had money to put her through college, but not for the rest of us. Me And, my and now she's siblings. the president of Yale. <laughs> well, she is a uh, highly regarded psychologist with a degree, but, uh, but anyway, not that any of that matters. Here's the point. And she not actually, if there's any lingering resentment. No, 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 not at all. I mean, if I, actually, when I talked to her, she's she's got an interesting opinion about higher education as well, which surprised me. And we, we may talk about that later. But so what it was down to for me was like, all right, I'm going to have to pay for this. And I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a commercial artist and illustrator. That was it. That's all I cared about. And um, so I went and started at first some community college stuff because it was affordable-ish. And we also had a pretty good... Uh, Salt Lake Community College or SLCC or Slick, some people call it. They have a uh, they have a really strong art department, so it seemed like a good place to start. And then I could move those credits over to the university and keep going there, um, which I did a little bit of that. Again, all of it out of pocket and happening in real time because I worked uh, two jobs at the time to pay for those classes. Uh, I got about two years into this endeavor, and what started to happen was really strange. Um, I would take some other courses like you know a psychology course and a, a college math course and all that kind of stuff because you kind of had to for degrees and that sort of thing but as I started as I started going through this I realized that what I was learning in the art classes while really good stuff really important stuff you know my first life drawing classes I was learning about anatomy in a way that I hadn't before and learning how to draw in ways that I hadn't before like they were really pushing me forward plus digital was coming in in a way that was huge and photoshop and page maker and all these things so I was just starting to get like branch out creatively in different directions. And about two years later, and I went, I think I've gotten all they can give me here that I that I wouldn't or that I would otherwise be able to get in a real world sort of job scenario. So I stopped. I started wondering why I'm paying them. <laughs> like yeah. I, started, I had this feeling of like, I don't know why I'm working so hard to pay for this. And, and, and this would probably be heightened because it was coming out of your hard work and not necessarily your parents Correct. saying, all right, well, you're going for four years. Uh, gosh, darn it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't any of that. I like, I didn't, there wasn't, and there, there also wasn't, keep in mind, I was work. I'd lived at home and then went to school, uh, you know, to commuted to school. So I wasn't yeah. in some dorm where all the social things were important. You know, there was yeah. no, like, I mean, there were fraternities up there, but I wasn't part of any of them. Um, I didn't have that resident student thing happening. Yeah. So because of that, I had no, I had no connection to that. Didn't care. And I just felt like I was throwing money at a thing that I was already ahead of the classes in. And I don't, yeah. I say that with humility. I don't think I was awesome or anything, but I did not feel like they were really adding much. And it was a lot of classes where if you showed up great, if you didn't great, whatever your grade will be okay. I feel like I was just paying for the motions. That's what it felt like. So I said, I bet I could do better if I just didn't do this for a while. And I had just gotten married, so I'm thinking, well, you know, let's get going here. So I quit, 
And I thought, ah, I'll go back sometime maybe. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I just started to work and worked toward the goals I had. And I didn't ever go back and don't really regret it. So a lot of people are surprised by that. They're like, what? You didn't get an art degree? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I don't. I don't. So I'm actually yeah, on the. Yeah, I did at the school of hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, the school of uh, everyday Scott just making it happen. But but in my, you know, I, I've always been very respectful of people who've worked really hard in their college or their academic life. And I think that's that's great, especially if they're, you know, whatever goals they're trying to reach, if those are part of their goals, that's great. What I have resented in in the passing years has been. It, and the illusion of it has fallen apart. But this illusion of if you don't do it this way, this is the only way into a lucrative, satisfying life and career. It's the fast lane yeah. to easy street. And that myth has dissipated for me in lots of ways, including me seeing people who did that direction. And I know that, you know, these are all you can't blanket everybody. I understand that. But I have friends who went to prestigious schools, paid a lot of money in tuition, uh, had a major, stuck with it, got out, went into the workforce and either tried and hated it and now do something totally different that their degree does nothing to help. Or they uh, can't get a job because their degree used to be a lucrative one that got you into a cool job, but now doesn't because it's all shifted to some other country and they're, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, the certain IT stuff or whatever have been moved somewhere else. So they're, they're kind of useless in that degree. They're kind of sitting there going, well, now there's this thing I can do, but nobody wants me for it. Like I saw enough of that. Yeah. That I went, oh, that's not really, that isn't what I, and you're still saddled with the debt. So my, again, my Scott's opinion is, I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to say it's a racket or it's a scam. I'm not sure. going to go that far. Um, but I do believe it is a for-profit business. They want to make money so that they can buy facilities, so they can hire professors, so that they can run a business. Even even public institutions. Yes, even public institutions. They have interests in money from lots of sources. Your tuition, from folks who have come there before and went on and have money. What are they called? Alumni. They want alumni yeah. money. They really want football money. They really want basketball money. They want sports money. Um, they want a lot of money. To keep having an institution that people want to go to. So I don't exactly decry them for this. I don't think they're fooling us or tricking us or any of those things. I just yeah. think for me, the path wasn't right. And, and, right. and on well, the other I, end, the idea that you can ascribe this path to everyone is where I kind of had a problem. Uh, well, I, I will give my bona fides as soon as we get into a, a few more of these stats. Americans who graduate from four-year colleges believe that they are making $20,000 a year more than high school graduates. High school graduates think that they are making about $20,000 less than their college-educated peers. And as it turns out, by the numbers, they're both right. The wage gap between high school and college graduates, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, is 19550 Yeah. And by the way, only 22% of Americans believe today that they can afford to pay for college, which is down from 39% a quarter of a century ago. So less and less kids these days believe that they can even afford going to college that is under 25 percent. that well, is that is a historic because it's, it's so freaking expensive i have a, a tiny little story to insert here because it reminded me of it i worked for a company where they were only taking uh graduates with a bachelor's degree and two years experience for a certain position uh i went and applied for it didn't have what they wanted 
or they didn't, I didn't have that qualification, but they liked what they saw and they said, we're going to take a chance. So come on in. They then had the, the department grow and they were going to add more people to the, to, to the department. And they really wanted to stick to this rule for some reason moving forward. They liked me. They kept me on. I was there the whole time. I'm the one that yeah. I eventually quit moving somewhere else. They, uh, would only hire people with this degree. They found somebody with all the right qualifications. On paper, it was everything they had in their list of rules they wanted to have about this position. He came in there, and he sucked ass. He was <laughs> terrible at his job. He was bad at the thing he had a degree for. It was horrendous. And they fired him, and they learned a lesson. <laughs> they learned the lesson, which is that isn't everything. It can be something, and you can use it as leverage to get your extra $19,000 over somebody else per year if, you, if, if you're smart about it, I guess. But it's not everything. What is everything is sometimes taking a risk and also just kind of seeing what people's work ethic is. That guy was terrible, and he was freaking out of there. And I talk to my brother-in-law now who has to hire a lot of people for his job, highly technical, experienced jobs. His best people are people who tinker and who are just smart naturally and show an aptitude towards something. And his worst people are 30-somethings getting out of college who are just bad at working, who spend most of their time on Facebook, who don't uh, can't do an eight-hour day without feeling like they need a break. Like, th- he talks about this all the time. So anyway, st- I, I, again, this sounds like I'm biased towards something. I'm not necessarily. Sure. I'm just saying the facade isn't always what you were told it was. That's all. So I, the most stressful time of my life, was in high school as the SATs loomed and everybody was in this bizarre race to find out where they would go to college. That mm. middle class to upper class high school, South Plantation High School, for those of you who are in the know in the South Florida area, that is the area that is where I went to high school. And, you know, we had one kid that went to Harvard and a bunch of kids that went to FSU and a bunch of kids. Some kids went to UM and some kids went to University of Florida, all these gigantic state schools that have you know good reputations. And many of the adults around us had degrees from these sure. places. And some people went to Boston. Some people went to New York. And, and I, as a journalism student, applied to the best journalism schools that I, I was told to apply to. And one of those was Syracuse. One of them was New York, uh, NYU. One of them was Boston University. I got, I get into Syracuse University. Yeah. Hilariously, I didn't get into anything else. So I got into my <laughs> first choice and not my safety school, which was just a very humbling, uh, uh, hilarious moment in my life. Sure. But within six months, I was looking for transfer papers to leave Syracuse because oh, man. I realized that all these classes were really easy None of the teachers really gave a rat's ass and the profit motivation for everybody was to keep you in. The teachers really didn't want to fail you and would only fail you if you didn't show up to the classes. And in general, what I found to be an easy way to get through high school, which was to just kind of like do really, really well at the beginning and then coast for the rest of it. And it was the endless frustration of my mom. Uh, was even easier in college. Right. That literally they just did not care as long as the as long as the checks showed up, which were guaranteed by this student loan company, they did not give a rat's ass as long as I did not hurt their ability to stay in the positions that they were at, which right. is basically proving that I was getting I was showing up to these uh, schools. So I figured, much like you did, hell, 
if I get, I can do this way cheaper. Like I, I just need, I just, I'll go to UCF. I'll go to a, a place where uh, I could actually use Florida prepaid, which was something that happened. You know, when you grew up, you were able to pay into a system that got that locked in the student loan rates when you were a child, when you were a baby, as opposed to paying what they were then. It's you know, call Florida prepaid. It's a program. Yeah, I'm like, I can use that at this. A uh, uh, public school and all my friends are there and yada 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 all the stuff that I'm doing now like smoking lots of weed and getting drunk I can do there but cheaper uh, <laughs> it's, and probably better it's South right. Florida it's not way better you know, weed not, in South Florida not, yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, come on listen although this is a whole other thing about, I mean, you can probably get better <laughs> weed in because coming from Canada although between that and the port of Miami this is a whole other topic wait anyway. they have good weed in Canada are they known for that yeah oh, uh, Northern Lights are, we're getting way too personal uh <laughs> So uh, what I stayed for were extracurricular activities and was the Daily Orange uh, uh, that I've talked a lot about and has been a, a very pivotal part of my life. But it's the reason why I stayed. I literally have filled, I had filled out transfer papers that I was about to turn in and I didn't because I wound up finding a home for myself in practical application of the thing that I wanted to do. And then, of course, didn't wind up doing, which was newspaper writing. But like... Right. Uh, I became very embittered about the idea of college. Right. And I have called it many names, like a sham and a hoax <laughs> and a permanent carnival where they realized they could make more money if they didn't sell tickets and they worked with banks to guarantee this payment. They're a little bit uh, like religion. They were, they, if you buy into, and, and I'm not, this isn't an indictment on religious people. I'm just saying there are a lot of religions, so clearly... A lot of different ideas have been going on. If you think you're in the right one, freaking more power to you. But pretend I'm about to talk about one you don't like, okay? Just for a second, yeah. people at home. That one. Yeah, the other one that isn't yours. Uh, they Once you buy into whatever the core precept is, then the the thinking is they just have to kind of keep you in there. And as long as they keep you in there, then they kind of got you and you're okay, which is what you've described about college. And the precept in college, the religious precept there is, Degree, better job, better life. That's that's the promise that you believe in. You don't have any proof of, but you believe it. And you're sure that that's how it's going to go. What that then does is puts them in a position where they're okay if you are if you don't show up at all, well, then maybe their, their hand is forced and they have to fail you. But as long as you're kind of there and you're sort of doing it and whatever, uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to push them through because we need those checks to come in. Once you see that the precept isn't necessarily true and certainly not universally true, then you go, eh, well, then what about this process is good for me? And for me, it was just, I learned a bunch of new things. I took a life drawing class that changed my art perspective forever. And I am very grateful for that class and I gladly paid for it. And I took it for, um, I may have taken one and then an advanced one the next year. So two years of it. By the yeah. way, that's painting a lot of naked people, but it's not pervy, okay? It's just, it's mostly anatomy and learning how to draw people. It exactly. changed. At, at, least, at least that's what you tell the normals. That's what I tell the normals. But I loved it, and, I, and it changed the way I draw and the way I think about art and all these other things. A pivotal moment for me. Yeah. But I don't look at it as like, I look at it as I got a thing I paid for. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you know what hold, I mean. Hold, hold, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I know what you're saying. And let me also, something that is being bubbling up in the chat, and I want to make absolutely clear. I am not talking about careers that require certain degrees. I, I, right. I am not talking about jobs that, like, 
medicine or law or something like that, where you need degrees to uh, uh, or, or certain science uh, uh, fields where you need degrees to even enter yourself into the workforce that is i'm not talking about that right or the I rigors or the rigors of learning that stuff we know that those exist where you that you know if i'm going to be a doctor is another example right, right? like right. there there are a lot of these fields that require degrees to even get yourself into the dance if that's the case that you're if, if that's what you're talking about i'm really not talking about that by and large i'm talking about the vast majority of the workforce which is liberal arts degrees of various varieties and uh now hold on wait a minute do you hear that it's the clarion trumpets of the college's worth it brigade led by the vanguard of the federal reserve of san francisco they did the math on it not like us these uh glue sniffing college dropouts and you know the uh private school kid who's bitching about the education that he got yeah. no 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 they did the math reddit and here's what they had to say although other individual factors might actually affect the net value of a college education earning a degree clearly remains a good investment for most young people. Moreover, once that investment is paid off, the extra income from a college earning a premium continues as a net gain to workers with a college degree. If we conservatively assume that an annual premium stays around 28650 which, which is the premium 20 years after high school graduation for graduates in the 1990s to 2000 and accrues until the Social Security normal retirement age of 67, the college graduate would have uh, made about $830,800 more than the high school graduate. These extra earnings can be spent, saved, or reinvested to pay for the college tuition of the graduate's children. They did the math, Scott. It's an extra million dollars after you pay off your education. I, Numbers I, don't yeah. lie, dog. I don't, I don't like the distinct lack of the word average in this paragraph, and I also don't like the fact... Well, I actually, I would like to take notice of the fact that they assume the annual premium stays around 28650 It didn't stay there, dog. <laughs> that thing went way up. In fact, that's a low number now, a stupid low number. Uh, education costs, costs of higher education have risen sharply since, let's say, 1990. Well, then even make it, make it a half million dollars that you make. Make it, make it a quarter million dollars that you make after you pay for it. Their point is that this is still a huge, huge advantage. Mm. Now, by the way, let me add one more piece of, uh, uh, let me add one more squirt of pee to this pool before we open it up for everybody to, uh, to uh, yell at us because people are riled here in the chat. Uh, a good friend of mine, Katie Stetch, uh, who is a bankruptcy reporter for the Wall Street Journal. I want to give her a gigantic shout-out. I would encourage you to follow her on Twitter. She has picked the bankruptcy beat because it intersects with everything. Mm. There are always great stories in bankruptcies. And one of them that she followed were students that were bankrupted because of student debt loans that the, 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 lo the loan agencies were predatorily going after the rest of their families for because there were such awful terms that these kids were signing. And colleges were happily taking these student loans on. This was predatory lending to the highest, and it was being enabled by something that we assume is a, a, a great boon to our kids and our society. They were willfully leading these poor lambs into the slaughter. And uh, her reporting, by the way, caused 
actual change. A judge uh, 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 ruled that bankrupt students could cancel these loans and they were not then wrecking the rest of their families because they weren't able to pay back their loans. And colleges made changes in the kind of loans, their bar loans is what they were called, that uh, they would accept. Mm. So there are, uh, I think one thing that will probably be less controversial is that there are some sharks out here that are are taking advantage of the hopes and dreams that a lot of people have. And that is to say nothing on whether or not college is worth it, but caveat on poor when it comes to how you decide to pay for your college. Yeah, the predatory lending um, and loan services. Actually, here's my recommendation. If you have not seen it yet, the second episode of the limited documentary series that's on Netflix right now called Dirty Money. Second episode is all about predatory lending practices, not specifically about student loans, but kind of that area in general. And in specific about some people who were just sent to prison for doing uh, some pretty gnarly shit um, and making off, you know, like bandits. Uh, That's a great place to go if you want to learn kind of the nitty gritty of why that's such a skeezy little space. It's pretty bad. Um, And I don't know anybody who's, who thinks that lending practices in this country are, are 100% well-defined and, and good for people. It's pretty bad. And again, again, by the way, I met Katie in college where I was going to college with Katie. Yeah, and you were all weedy then. She probably knows more about your your Canadian weed than any of us will ever know. She doesn't know much about the Canadian weed, although she once called me out for showing up to a com law class drunk where I was definitely <laughs> Oh, man. Just to to spend an afternoon with college Justin would be a dream of mine. I'd it was senior year. I had like I showed up to a college. I used to I went to a place. I, I like their chicken wings and I would try to get a beer and the bartender would always bully me into buying a pitcher. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I've seen pictures. I've seen the hair. It was a time, man. It was a good time. But think about that for a second. I want you to not jump off that too quick. You met her there. This yeah. has created a thing, a, a not only a, a a connection for you now to bring up on this show where we're talking about sure. about student loans and lending. Absolutely. Also, by the way, another another Daily Orange graduate wrote the front page uh, article on today's Washington Post uh, that got uh, yelled at uh, by the president. So another Daily Orange product uh, in the news today, the front page of the Washington Post, Eli Saslow, Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, uh, very proud. Of him. And that's why this is a precarious connection we have with our higher education i don't think i would be the uh, doing what i'm doing creatively both on my illustration life side and on this podcasting side had it not been for some experiences i had in those first couple of years of college Absolutely. i don't think you would be able to to not only a, a kind of uh make this show as good as it is without the experience you had nor would I, do I think that you would have the kind of, um, I don't know, you've always kind of had just this like great, uh, what's the word? I guess journalistic sense about things. Like you look at it in a way that's very specific to probably what you gained in that experience at that college. You probably, you probably could have just shortened it for an inability to shut my mouth. Well, maybe. But the point is that like we, it, it's, it's, a, it's a love-hate thing. Because on the one hand, I had that rad experience and I'm really glad for it. And it changed who I was and really put me in the right direction. On the other hand, I wasn't willing to keep paying them for what was more and more becoming just a thing they got paid for that I didn't get much out of. So so we're not the irony is is not lost on us is what I'm saying. Not on me anyway. I don't want to speak for you, but for me there's a lot of irony in the fact that I 
I think college is a little bit of a scam, but hot damn, there were some important things in that time of my life that I got specifically from higher education. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I've met some of the smartest people uh, uh, that I've met journalistically. Uh, I've, I've said repeatedly, Professor Steve Davis at the uh, Newhouse School is one of the greatest uh, uh, you know, influences that I ever had, not only on journalistically, but also how to get paid in, a, in an independent uh, uh, environment. Uh, I, I, I oftentimes have some of the lessons that he gave me ringing around in my head. And I also learned how to make a gravity bong. So, like, look, there's a lot of things that I learned. <laughs> okay, one final thing I'd say about that. Even if it's just... So my daughter, uh, when she got out of high school, she knew exactly where she wanted to go, and she couldn't get there quick enough. She wanted to go to uh, Utah State University. They have this killer photography program. She wanted into that so bad. It's about an hour and a half from here. So uh, she was going to move there, be in dorms, all that. And so we did all the arranging. We got it all worked out. We got her exactly where she wanted to be. And about three months into it, she calls me and says, Dad, I made a mistake. I freaking hate this. And it was on lots of levels, and there's too much detail to go into. But she's like, I just, I'm going to come home, and I'm going to go. I'm going to get my own apartment, and I'm going to go get a job, and I'm going to go up to the university and just be, do school up there. And that's what yeah. she did. And even if all she got out of that USU experience was um, getting there and, 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 and realizing that she was not where she wanted to be or should be, was was a good thing like that's i'm glad she had that thing and her and i had one of these great dad daughter bonding moments over the phone where you know i had to she was afraid of she was afraid i was going to be all pissed and i wanted her to know that this is her life we're dealing with not mine and so it was this great kind of moment well i wouldn't have had this without the construct of higher education so anyway just all right to hammer that home let's Let's go ahead and open the phone lines. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 801-285-9395. Here's the deal. I say this every week, and I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. In fact, I want people on Twitter, at Justin R. Young, to just tell me I entered 801-285-9395 into my phone under unfriend me. Just tell me that or send me a screenshot of, of it in your phone because you are going to want to have it when you're randomly listening to this and you want to call in. Yeah. 801-285-9395. Who's on the line? Hi, who's this? Hello, it's Scott. Hello, Scott. Where are you calling from? California, sunny uh, Southern California. That's right. The Scots of the world unite. Uh, what's going on? What's, yeah, your, ta what's your take on this, all this stuff about higher education? Well... I think one of the one of the interesting points you're glossing over a little bit is the type of school that you're dealing with. Um, trade schools, community colleges, state schools, there's a big difference in education and, and, and what you're going for and what you're getting out of it. Right. Um, I was high school valedictorian, got a full ride to the, the local state school, should have majored in English or math, ended up as a graphic designer, and... Frankly, two years out of college, I was back at the university teaching, and I noticed the caliber and quality and mind control that certain schools in, exerted on students was amazingly different from school to school. Mm. So you've got you, the, the, the local state school that was the best, quote-unquote, graphic design school was teaching their students, you must do this, you must do that, the line must go here, you cannot use Helvetica and Franklin Gothic in the same document. Mm. That sort of mind control frustrated the hell out of me. I was a part-time teacher, but
but because I was still freelancing, the students loved me because I would say things like, yeah, this is what you do to get a job. And this is what you do. This is how you deal with a client. And you always give the client three ideas, one you like, one they ask for, and the one that they end up choosing. This is interesting because you know, and, what you're, you know what you're describing. It's funny because it kind of informs previous discussions we've had about college safe spaces and uh, you know the, the, the whole political uh, side of college and the activism side of college. Uh, you are kind of in a, I don't want to call it a bubble, but what you're describing to me is a controlled environment of ways of thinking. And those ways of thinking well, are going yeah, to very and, and broadly school to school. When I got out into the quote unquote real world and became a creative director, I'd get people trying to get jobs for me and they'd come in for interviews and you could tell the, the Cal State uh, Long Beach graduate, the Cal State Fullerton graduate, the art center graduate where Disney rules and you do it their way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went to school with a kid who was one of the most talented artists I've ever known, more of a fine artist than a graphic designer, but he literally had planned to abandon his own style and throw away his dreams so that he could go to art center for three years, get a degree, and then he could get any job he wanted. Yeah. And that just broke my heart Yeah, because he was going to prostitute himself to get (laughs) into a school that would make him a professional prostitute so that he could get a decent paying job so that maybe 20 years down the line, he could start painting again. Yeah. he. <laughs> well, come on, fancy. Don't let me down. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Josh. Hey, Josh. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, I'm on paternity leave, so I thought I'd give you guys a call and uh, weigh in on the whole call. Uh, Josh, I'm, that Josh, Josh Mayhew, or Mayhew, sorry, Mayhew. Hey, dude, gr- congratulations on the baby, dude. I'm stoked for you. Hey, thanks. That's awesome. Anyway, two kids. Now you're playing man-to-man. That's how that works. Yep. So uh, with the with the whole college thing, I did a couple of years uh, at a um, a private school, I guess you want to call it it and they just drained me financially it was terrible i didn't really have any idea what i was going to do my parents were kind of like oh well you're out of high school so you need to go straight to college i mm-hmm. uh, didn't really have any time to kind of think about what i wanted to do in life i kind of wanted to do a little bit of biology but they didn't really have a good program where i was going my parents just kind of like dumped me in there and said hey wing it uh so that kind of disenfranchised me a little bit when it came to uh, higher education um uh, after being in the military for about 10 years, I finally reattacked my, uh, my degree and did some online courses and finally got to a place where I could get a diploma in a career that I wanted. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that they have no clue what they want, um, but they just go to school. Yeah, they're just gosh, being handled. Gosh, I, I'm, I'm so glad you called in because this is probably my biggest issue with the idea that college is a solution. College is not a solution. And we oftentimes think of it as that. Uh, and I think that culturally we do. Parents think, like you said, your parents were like, okay, college means we're done. So you go off and do your thing, right? You, at the end of it, of, of the end of this car wash, you're an adult and that's great. Uh, uh, you will figure it out. And, and any kind of pain that you go through in the middle of it is just, Part of the process. Ha ha, kid. Uh, punch you on the shoulder. Go ahead on out there. Sure, whatever. Sign Fannie Mae's uh, or Sally Mae or Freddie Mac's uh, uh, thing and just go ahead on with it. Uh, whereas I think it's a tool, but if what you really want is to chisel, then 
having a set of hammers isn't really going to do you a whole lot of good. Or maybe mm. I'm mixing up my tools. Long story <laughs> <Right>. short. <laughs> you should yeah. have gone to a vocational school, Justin, just to get some, uh, get some tools. Probably experience. should, instead of being a, a, a foppish dilettante <laughs> and you know, finally finding my, my true calling and yammering into a microphone in my house. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Thanks, Josh, by the way, for that call. Hi, who's Hi. this? Hi, this is Alex from Florida. Well, hello, Alex from Florida. What part of Florida are you from? Uh, North Florida by Jacksonville. Oh, very nice. I would go, go Jaguars. Enjoy, enjoy the paper smell. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy the paper uh, smell. Yeah, they did better this season than before. Oh, but how, wait, what's this paper smell thing? There are a lot of paper factories it's, up there? It's, it's a mean thing that I say about Jacksonville because they used to have a, a kind of distinct paper mill odor, and it hasn't been like that probably for decades, but I'm very mean because I'm territorial about Florida. <laughs> I love it. All right. Anyway, I'm uh, pretty young, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be too familiar with that. part. That's all right. He grew up with the smell. He doesn't notice it. It's just I just yeah, I just yeah, you don't you never you always like your own brand, I guess. Uh, Also, there's really weird traffic on 95. There's like it's it's a weird town. It's a weird town. That was a that was a bad way to start things. Uh, uh, I welcome all Florida. All hail public. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay. yeah. So, um, Basically, growing up, I was told to gain as many credits in high school as possible to get to college right away, like AP courses and all that. And I did that, and I left home two weeks after graduation for university by myself. But I had no idea what I wanted to do, but just a bunch of massive anxiety about everybody just saying, go wing it, figure it out. You'll hash it out in college when you get there. Mm. Um, So I spent the next year floundering through gen ed courses with no specific pathway for film and TV, which is what I wanted to do. There was like no infrastructure built to cut through the corporate BS and paperwork in order to make it clear what I wanted to achieve beyond just general good grades. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, my alternatives were either expensive private art school or wait for potential selection out of thousands for entry into this film program before I even establish any kind of acumen for whether or not this truly was the field that I wanted to be in. Um, so I ended up just kind of taking a break from that slowly, and uh, I've chosen a slow burn just maybe racking up experiences ideal over a degree qualification for something creative like film. I'm still figuring out right now. Well, let me, let me tell you something that I noticed about this phone call. Uh, he's not, he doesn't need college to become articulate or to express his opinions or to discuss issues or to get a film made. Uh, cause if he's got the creative part down, he's already got the negotiation voice. And I, and I say that as both a compliment, but also just a thing to notice here. Sometimes, well, I, I appreciate that. Sometimes you have the stuff, and they ain't going to teach you more than you're going to need to know for that part of the stuff. Because so much of what we need to learn in this world is how to interact with each other and do it in successful ways. I feel like you've got that part um, to to whatever degree I can sense that over the phone. But but um, the rest is down to your create creativity and understanding of the industry you're trying to break into. So I can't disagree with well, you. Well, I've got to also say, yeah that um you guys are also really responsible for that i'm not to detour but i've been listening to you guys especially on tms and other stuff jerry you as well for like six or seven years now ever since i was 12 so you guys have a major impact on how i view the creative field and a lot of inspiration towards what you guys have put to to achieve that um especially kind of beyond 
the you know the education and, and all that kind of rigmarole. So well, ju- sorry just, that, no, 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 that no, is no, that no, is no, that no, is no, absolutely no. terrifying. And please don't repeat that to anybody <laughs> else. Like, it's cool that you said it. Now. Here, here's what I but, think about that. We we're that maybe we need so ours. We haven't been charging tuition. That's been our mistake because we haven't charged That's anybody. It. Yeah. Hey, by the way, how much would that? Hey, listen, we got a we got a proud graduate of the the Frog Pants University. That's right. Uh, all we need to do is just start signing on for these student loans, and we don't have to work another day in our life. That's lives. right. You can actually get an FPU uh, sweatshirt, uh, which yields you nothing in terms of a degree at the Frog Pants <laughs> store, uh, which is always fun. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, Scott. Hi, Justin. Rishi B here. Hello. Stop, Rishi. Hey. Hey. Um, one thing I was going to reflect is what some of the other callers have been saying is this, this uh, idea that, you know, you'll go to college and you'll just figure it out, even if you don't know what you want to do somehow everything will just kind of fall in place and i've always want, thought that that was something that may have come from an immigrant background um so i i always thought that my parents being immigrants that you know that was part of the dream was oh our children will go to school mm-hmm. and uh, go to college and just kind of figure it out but it sounds like it's a little bit more pervasive than that but um well, it used to. Yeah, I think. I, I think my- that's a. I think that's a good origin story for why we value education in the first place. Part of it is we're become when you become a civilized society, or or you you're coming to a place where there is a better life for you. You don't want to take anything for granted, and you want to take advantage of whatever opportunities are presented to you. And I think that's a noble thing, right? Um, and I, th- I think that's probably where a lot of of that comes from culturally. The question is, are there are there bad actors in the mix who are milking it? And I would say yes. And I don't even think they're necessarily trying to be bad actors, but what's their motivation for running a successful school? Is it for bottom line reasons or is it for the betterment of society and the education of young people? I, I, you know, I can't right. answer that cause I don't know, but I have a feeling it's less of the latter and more of the former or it's more of the former. No, it's more of the latter, less of the former. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, not to go on too long, but um, I had uh, told my parents before I started school that um, I don't know what I want to do. So it'd be kind of cool if I just took a year um, and worked around and maybe went to community college just to have a little bit of cheaper uh, testing around different things that I'm interested in to kind of figure out what I want to do for the long term. And they kind of shut me down. Um, once again, I think because of that immigrant mentality, and I ended up wasting a lot of time in college. And I, I do think it is something about that with that bad actors mm-hmm. thing that you were talking about. Um, they were more interested in me, um, you know, wasting time and doing different things as opposed to doing what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a, I actually have a thing I can say to this, Justin, that I think is interesting and I'd love your yeah. opinion on it. So keep your calls coming guys. I know there, I'm seeing some come, if you don't get in, don't worry, I'll, I'll pick you up here in a sec, but, um, my daughter is currently a student at the University of Utah, and she started out as a film major, has switched stuff over to being uh, to majoring in graphic design and some also some animation stuff because she's thinking about a, a job in the video game business or industry. Anyway, doing great up there. Everything's going great. Here's the irony of all this. The pers- She also works at the U, so she's got a job in the video games department that yeah. is now giving degrees for video game design, you know, art, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I won't say names, but some of the people who are uh, over her in terms of uh, superiority in the job have suggested that, hey, when you 
decide that you want to make a change or you're going to do something different with your focus on what classes to take, come talk to me. Don't talk to a counselor. And she says, ah. she says, why? She goes, because they're going to send you on a goose chase and you're going to spend money trying to chase this goose that may not exist. Come here and I'll tell you where, where you should or shouldn't do it before you waste a bunch of money. Like even internally on at university state and otherwise, there are people who know this and are, and are, and then are for whatever reason are reaching out to some and saying, well, no, I'll, you know, come over here and we'll tell you the right way to do this. Otherwise you're just going to spin and spend money for no reason. And I thought that was interesting. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to hold back because my, my more cynical sense is like that. This is exactly like, Oh no, no, no. This is the American dream. Knock over these three milk jugs with, uh, you get three shots with the softball. Like, uh, you know, there, it, 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 I saw a lot of people spend a lot of money and God help me. I can't imagine some of those kids that are, are in my walking my same pathways at Syracuse spending the money that it takes to go there now mm -hmm. that are switching their majors three times right. and then not getting a degree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that. Just figure it out. Look, for some people that makes sense for other people, man, you are walking up to a hundred dollar a hand blackjack table without knowing basic strategy and <laughs> acting like you're going to get something out of it yeah yeah you know yeah no these are good uh, that's that's that to me just at the price these days oh my god yeah, like it's, it's just insane but then again and look uh, uh for for a lot of people and we're seeing this from from a uh, uh, black rainbow bright in the, in the chat room and, and rishi just said it that this means something different in non-white communities Right. And and uh, I think that part of it is that college is where you make these connections. You can get a seat at the table if you go to college. That's where the fraternities are. That's where the people that that, you know, uh, uh, will, will the new captains of industries are being minted every day at these institutions that have minted the captains of industries for years. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, that absolutely is true. However. It's not a given. No, it's and never a, a lot given. of other stuff that goes into it. Sure, presented as a given to eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kids, isn't it? Though. Oh, I'll tell you what. Again, I I literally just went through a situation last year where I I was so stressed out that I believe it physically injured me. It physically gave me a back injury that that affected me for half a year, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And that was secondary to the stress I felt during my SATs and trying to figure out where I was going to go to college. <laughs> yeah. That was the most stress that I ever felt in my entire life it was daily with people coming in with their sweatshirts and carrying their letters and talking about how thick the letters were and how thin the letters were and then there was the sat prep course two years two years of mental torture in my opinion yeah i am it's rough hi you're on the air who's this it's uh kimmy well hello kimmy how are you hi kimmy good how are you good hi um Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> my, <laughs> no worries. I, I grew up watching my older sister go through uh, charter school, majoring more so in uh, biochemistry, science, engineering, all this stuff. She almost didn't get her high school diploma, but already had her associates just because of a PE credit. She almost didn't get her 
Oh my gosh. You know what? I need to have lunch with your sister because this happened to me. I almost didn't graduate high school because of a PE credit. I had to take, I had to take a college remote. What did they call it at the time? Anyways, basically an at home course uh, that I had to take from BYU because they offered them and nobody else did. That was a bowl. I had to take a bowling class that I had to take during the summer or during the, just the lead up to summer before graduation in order because I couldn't fit any other PE class in in high school or I wasn't going to graduate. It was the stupidest, stupidest thing in the history of earth. A, that I had to worry about it. And B, I don't think bowling's a PE game anyway, but whatever. So sorry, continue on. This is, a, I didn't mean to interrupt with my own story. But oh, it reminds no, you're me fine. Of that. The, uh, no, the funny thing is she just went to like some coach at like a West Jordan high school who basically made her do that mile around the track, did the time, crunches, push-ups. She, she couldn't even really do it, but he gave her the grade anyway because he knew how hard she was trying. Mm-hmm. But I grew up watching her be so stressed and then go on to college um, in northern Utah and just always working so hard. She even, like, totally changed her major. She's now graduated with, like, communications and some other bachelor's degree. I don't even know the mm. specifics, but mm. seeing all of her stress, all of her debt accumulate, even still, I think it's been like four years since she graduated. And her wife is almost graduated in veterinary uh, to be a doctor. The, the the amount of debt they're accumulating for their living conditions now, it, it's not worth it to me. Like yeah. I, I almost went to Weber, but. Is that where she went? Did she go to Weber? Did she go to she USU? Went, or? Uh, to Utah State. Oh, Utah State. Okay, it's where my daughter went for that yeah. one semester. Yeah. 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 They. That's um, super interesting. And is she? And so you say they're four years on. I mean, did either of them end up in the careers they thought they were going to? Like, how did that part go? She she's barely getting into a career where she is actually using her degree. Mm. Um, but she. She's trying to kick off her own business, her own website. Um, and her wife is graduating in May. Mm-hmm. So then we'll be able to be a doctor. But yeah, it's in, and her wife is in her early 30s. And so it's just like, you know, two decades of school. <laughs> yeah. Even even my rich dentist rolls his eyes when I bring up his his, his loans. He's like, yeah, yeah, still paying some of that it's crap like it's off. Never gonna be out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no, I know a friend of mine that works uh, as as a psychiatrist with uh, uh, Spectrum Kids, and mm. she walked out of school with a cool quarter million dollars <clears throat> on the debt ledger. <clears throat> I walked out with thirty k for the record. Thirty three thousand dollars is what I walked out of Syracuse University with. Uh, uh, that was in part because my mom certainly, uh, uh, helped me quite a bit and I took out the rest in student loans and, uh, uh, I luckily did not require payment from my mom to live because I was working. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was what, what I walked out with and I paid it off three years ago. I am, wow. I am going to be 35 or 34, 34. 34 years old you're such a uh, child coming so up young. in the next few weeks you're so young have you before we get out of here it's we're about the hour but i wanted to ask you a question because i was watching it yesterday this is connected only because i'm trying to get a generational sense here but there's this new show on netflix called everything sucks yeah it's, i haven't uh, seen it yet it's basically 
freaks and geeks, but not in the eighties. It's in the nineties. Yeah, in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. And, um, everything in it screams you. <laughs> so I'm just, I, when you watch that, I, I, I will look forward to your, your impressions. I'm, li- I'm, I'm, I'm very wary about the fact that like all of the nostalgia, like all, all the like laughing that I've done uh, at the baby boomers for like, like, oh, all your anti-establishment heroes now sell Cadillacs and, you know, like, like, haha, like, where's your peace, love and happiness now? Like, you've sold it all out for Clorox. Yeah. Uh, now I'm like, now the the gaze of, uh, of, of, of entertainment nostalgia mining has now <laughs> landed. That eye of Sauron has landed firmly <laughs> on my childhood and modem sounds and you know all yeah. the, the music of the grunge music of the era and everything and i'm just like oh no must resist yeah, must resist I know. falling the, they even showed easy demographic that show played like a blur song and i went oh this wasn't 93 or whatever come on like no way is that old that's totally that old like all that oh, stuff's that old all of it is. we're old it's- everything's old i'll tell you what isn't old You're- listen at some point at some point they're gonna play uh, Green Day's Long View and sell me a dick <laughs> pill and I'll just collapse into dust. <laughs> I like this idea. So uh, what never gets old on this show is your feedback about issues we talked about, including this one today. Unfriendmeshow at gmail.com is where you're going to want to send it. What do you think about the cost of education, the value of it, whether or not you got your deals worth them, who I don't want to hear from. Well, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I want to hear from everybody. If some of you went to Harvard because you're very rich dad paid for it. That's fine. Tell us your experience. I feel like there's a difference, though, between that, where you have no school debt, and somebody who went to Harvard because they scrimped no, and no, peeled. No. Look, and- I think, I think uh, it takes all, takes all kinds, you know? Uh, and, and if you had everything paid for, then I think this is less of an issue for you. So I think we're going to hear less from those people. If you have paid through the nose for everything, then I think there's going to be more frustration. We want to hear from everybody. Unfriend me show at gmail.com. Unfriend me show at gmail.com. And again, that number to call in for next time, 801-285-9395. That is all correct. Uh, save it in your phone and send Justin a screenshot that you did it. Uh, you can do that at Justin R. Young on Twitter. I'm at Scott Johnson. You can find the show, frogpants.com slash unfriend me. What's our topic next week? Do we know yet? Uh, yes, yes, of course we do. Okay. I definitely looked this up. All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and do something close to my heart. Uh-oh. Veganism. Oh, I think you say horse porn. Okay, veganism. Got it. Just yeah. Kidding. He's not really Veganism next week, folks. Vegans, are they full of crap? Food. Does the cheese come from their feet? Uh, there's food, so many questions. Food politics. Food politics. That's what we're going to talk about. Oh, uh, I'm so excited. Uh, how much everybody wants to to, to uh, talk about it, how much everybody wants to be about it, why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, all of it. We will talk about food politics and veganism next week. All right, that's going to be uh, it. Uh, come back next week and watch us live, everybody. We do this at 2 p.m. Uh, sorry, that's 2 p.m. No, it's, uh, what am I trying to say? One uh, Noon Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. That's my time zone. That would be uh, 3 p.m. Pacific. Check us out. Uh, we do this every Tuesday at that time at frogpants.tv that's gonna do it for us for me and for justin we'll see you next time bye
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>